0: Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions, and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, Dargaville. This podcast is brought to you by my new program, High Vibe and Gut Healthy. If you're ready to get to the root cause of frustrating gut issues, this program is for you. I have a range of options from an affordable self-study course to a VIP program with a high level of personalized support. Head to frandargavillecom forward slash high vibe to learn more and use the code podcast at checkout to get $50 off any of the program options. Let's get into the episode. Hello there, friend. I hope you're having an awesome day wherever in the world you are. Today, we're talking about fasting, coffee, calories and the female metabolism. And the reason I wanted to record this episode is because I speak with women daily who are doing things that are common and in some cases even promoted as a healthy option But these things may actually be impacting their metabolism and body function on a whole. So if you've ever skipped a meal, skipped breakfast and maybe had a coffee or two instead, or restricted your calorie intake, keep listening. First, let me explain a huge problem with most of the science out there when it comes to scientific and nutritional research. So we like to base a lot of our choices on what's evidence-based or backed by science. And I'm all for science. I've spent years studying nutritional science. But in scientific research, there's something called the male bias. Until very recently, women were not included in scientific research. So we may have read an article saying that fasting is great for us. And meanwhile, that study had been run only on men. And physiologically, women and men are just not the same. There are a few reasons for trials being run mostly on men. Men were kind of seen as the perfect version of the human to run tests on, since they don't have menstrual cycles and they have less hormonal variables. But they were also seen as a less risky option to run trials on, because certain trials may have potentially impacted fertility in women, especially some of those more sketchy trials run back in the day. So since women are born with all the eggs they will ever produce, they were generally excluded from a lot of these trials in case they had an impact on fertility. Because men constantly are able to reproduce sperm, they were seen as having a lesser risk, even though obviously male fertility has a huge impact on whether a couple is able to successfully conceive or not. So basically, all of that to say that when you read an article that's based on scientific research, saying that intermittent fasting is good for you or you only need six hours of sleep, just consider that these science-based recommendations may not actually be right for women. So now that we know that scientific research isn't always super helpful or even relevant for women, what I'd encourage you to do is develop this very important skill. And that skill is listening to your body. Our bodies are communicating with us all the time. Feeling low on energy is a message from the body that maybe you've overdone it. Maybe you had a late night or a big week or you're overtraining or not eating enough. Feeling stressed and anxious could be a sign that you've taken on too much at work. Or maybe you need to ask for more help at home with the kids. Or you're not eating enough. Or you're having too much sugar and caffeine and not enough fat and protein. Constipation may also be another sign that you're not eating enough as well. These signs and symptoms that we often just think of as annoying things that pop up and need to be addressed. Ugh, I'm tired. I need a new supplement for that. Or I'm stressed and anxious. I better take some more magnesium. But if we want to get to the root cause of these issues, first, we need to learn to pay attention to those signs and symptoms. To do this, you can use a cycle tracking app like Clue or Flow, which allow you to track your symptoms throughout your cycle. Or if you're not cycling or you would prefer to do this instead, you could create your own journal in a Google sheet or notebook and just list the day and the symptoms you're experiencing and any factors that may have changed that could be causing your symptoms. Now, I've been there. I used to be really into training in the gym. I'd get up really early every morning, have a pre-workout, probably full of a lot of chemicals and then restrict my calories all day and have zero calorie snacks. It worked well for a while. I was happy with my body, and I actually really enjoyed the training side of things. But after a while, I got more and more exhausted and ended up with full-blown chronic fatigue. But that's just me. I'm just one person, right? But I see this same scenario playing out in so many women. For you, it may not be chronic fatigue. It might be anxiety, insomnia or just crappy sleep, low energy, irritability, gut issues, period problems, or low thyroid function. Now let's chat about some of the common things that I see messing with the female metabolism. Let's start by chatting about fasting. I have done a whole episode on here, episode 64, titled, Is Intermittent Fasting Good For You? So if you want more of a deep dive into fasting, go and check that episode out. There are lots of different types of fasting. The main type that you're probably familiar with is intermittent fasting, which is restricting your feeding window. So you might have your first meal of the day at 11am or midday. Now, there are benefits to fasting. Autophagy is the body's way of cleaning out damaged cells, and this is induced during fasting, but this generally doesn't kick in until 24 hours of fasting, and it peaks at around 48 hours. So intermittent fasting isn't really going to help here. Fasting, or at least having gaps of four to five hours between meals, can help if you have specific gut issues like SIBO. This allows the migrating motor complex to take place, which basically gives the gut a big sweep out. But the main way that people intermittent fast is by skipping breakfast. And often they may have a coffee and do exercise in this fasted state. And this can have a huge impact on your stress hormones and your metabolism and actually stop you from losing weight. Your body needs to feel safe to lose weight. When your body doesn't have proper fuel in the form of a balanced meal for breakfast... That causes stress on the body. Doing HIIT training, running, or other intense exercise without food also causes stress on the body. When your body is super stressed out, it's not going to function properly. So fasting done in this way, by eating later in the day, does not work for most women. What I'd suggest instead is eating within 60 to 90 minutes of waking up And if you want to fast, try having an early dinner instead. Now let's chat about coffee. First up, let me say that I love my coffee and I have it almost every day. Coffee isn't necessarily a problem. Whether it becomes a problem has more to do with when you have it, how you have it, and what else is going on in your life. As I mentioned before, one of the common things I see women do is skip breakfast and have a coffee instead. So caffeine causes the body to release stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, which is why a lot of people feel wired and jittery after having it. When you have a balanced meal with healthy fats and proteins, that could be some avocado and eggs and quality bread or paleo granola, something like that, that signals to your body that it's safe. When you skip this meal and instead have coffee which spikes those stress hormones, this is signaling the complete opposite. Your body is unsafe. It's an emergency state. Over time, this can lead to anxiety, weight gain or cortisol belly, fatigue, brain fog and gut issues, hormone imbalances, thyroid issues and more. Plus, the cortisol and adrenaline can give us a boost of energy, but it's borrowed energy. It's like you're taking your car for a drive with absolutely no fuel in the tank. It's just not sustainable. So as I said, this isn't necessarily about the coffee. You can have coffee in a healthy way by having breakfast first. And if you feel like you're wired and your body is under a lot of stress, then it might be time to take a little break from the coffee and switch to decaf or chai instead. And finally, let's chat about calories. This is one of those things that we often think of in isolation. You've definitely heard the old way of losing weight, eat less and exercise more. But it's just not that simple. The average woman needs around 2000 to 2200 calories per day to function properly. Having a bit of a deficit or reducing that a little bit is usually okay. Okay. But if you're dropping down to below 1,700 or 1,800 calories each and every day, plus doing intense training and living a busy life, you might start to experience some consequences of doing that. You might start to feel more tired. You might actually stop losing fat. Your sleep quality might drop. You may feel more anxious and you might also experience constipation. Your period may disappear or become irregular. You might also feel that your training quality is affected. You don't have the energy or motivation to push yourself and you don't recover properly. Your muscles can't fire at full capacity when they're not properly fueled. So if you're in this place, I know this may not be what you want to hear. I completely get it because I've been there too. You need energy and nutrients and calories to feel good and function. And I reckon that feeling good comes first. From my own experience, I'm around probably four kilos heavier now than when I was doing all of this training and calorie and macro tracking, but I feel a million times better. I have good energy. I sleep well. My digestion is good. My cycles are so much better than they ever were back then, and I have clear skin. I've chosen to focus on health, and I feel so much better for it. This isn't to say that you need to drop the training or calorie counting altogether, but maybe you just start to listen to your body as we spoke about before. Experiment with getting more calories and nutrients in, and see how that feels for you. And just... Be honest with yourself. If you're not feeling good, then maybe something needs to change. Let's wrap it up now. A lot of the things we've been taught over the years are based on what works for men. And a lot of this is due to the male bias in scientific research. Plus, many of the things we've been taught, like calorie restriction and intermittent fasting, have a primary goal of weight loss instead of health. But these things may actually be impacting your metabolism, your gut, hormones, and body function on a whole. So start to listen to your body. Pay attention to the signs and symptoms you're experiencing. These are messages from the body that something maybe just isn't quite right. Whether you are fasting or skipping breakfast, having coffee on an empty stomach, restricting calories or something else. Check in with yourself. Is this really working for me? If it is, that's awesome. That's cool. If not, consider how you might be able to make some shifts to help you feel better. Now, remember, this is my take, but I really believe that feeling good is the most important thing, not losing an extra few percent of body fat or fitting into a smaller pair of jeans. And I know this can screw with your mind a little bit, but taking steps to appreciate the skin you're in can be so, so helpful here. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please, please share it with them. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.